So yeah, I may or may not have cast a charm spell on our traveling companion, uh, Mr. Igmit. Um, I mean, I had to, you know, or else he would have killed our prisoner. And, um, you know, me and Tom are law-abiding agents. You know, we can't have that kind of thing happen. We gotta nip it in the bud. And so, um, that... I mean, honestly, I think that, you know, we've kind of buried the hatchet since then. Uh, I only say because so far I have not had a hatchet buried in my, um, body anywhere. And I'd like to keep it that way. Anyways, afterwards we got to the mine, um, the, the camp anyway. And, um, man, everybody was coughing a lot and, uh, it's kind of nasty there. Not, definitely not the best living experiences I've had in a long time. Um... But I did promise the, the people there that they would not be forgotten. And I plan to follow through on that and, um, you know, be the, sh- the savior of this uh, mining community. And so, hopefully that'll all play out. Uh, anyways, let's go into the mine. Enjoy! Falk Smolder called Boris on the communicator. Boris transferred him over to Deputy Portnoy, who informed him about some tragic news that Kellen Winslow had been murdered in his cell. It took place while the deputy was off chasing Igmet's lookalike again. After Falk hung up, he headed into the bunk rooms to inform his partners. Tom, uh, Igmet, I, I just talked to, talked to Boris and, um, well, our, our, one of our main leads is dead. The, the guy, uh, uh, Winslow, Kelso, you know, the guy, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> what was Killing it again? Winslow? <laughs> Kellen Winslow? Kellen Winslow, yeah. Yeah, I just got off the, the phone with Boris. Oh my lord. And by phone, I mean the, the weird, you know, communicator <laughs> thing that we used from the FIA. How did he die? Uh, he said he got, like ripped apart from like claws and, and like all sorts of stuff like that it, it wasn't like any of the other murders what about Ingrid did she see anything uh, he didn't tell me uh, I mean she was just in the, the next um, the next cell over but uh, apparently uh, Winslow's the only one that died well what do you want to do do you want to go back to town um I mean, I think it's just important that we know what happened, and we, we got some important things to do here. It would, it would be such a waste of time to go back. I think tomorrow morning we have to find out what's in there. We have to go to that statue. All right. That's fine by me. I suppose we'd best sleep on it. Figure out a plan for tomorrow. All right. Maybe uh, we'll come up with something overnight or something, but, oh, man, this situation's getting fucked. Afterwards, Falk headed back out to discuss his sleeping arrangements with Travis Kelsey, the foreman of the mine. When Travis saw him, he too had something to discuss. Travis comes over and he, uh, he grabs onto your elbow, Falk, and he goes, Can you come, can you come talk to me for a minute? Uh, yeah, sure thing. Uh, I, I meant to get you anyway, um... See, the thing is, I'm not used to sleeping in, in such crowded rooms. So you got, like, a, a single, maybe, that I could get? I mean, the best I could do is, you know, there's a couch, and I could give you some pillows and blankets, you know, and you could sleep in the in the break room. You know what? That's uh, kind of besides the matter. Well, what did you have to bring up? I just, I just thought about something. So, you remember when I said that that Elmer was here maybe six, seven days ago, right? Yeah. And you asked if Ashley was with too, right? I believe so. Did uh, something else come of that? She she couldn't have come with. She exploded. I don't know, five, ten, I don't... Some. She exploded before she could have gone into that cave. Oh. And I don't know if I'm just sick or misremembering or so you're saying there was somebody with him that looked like her <clears throat> maybe I'm not sure to be honest I'm starting to question everything you know talking statues and 
people exploding and going crazy and wait 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 the the statue was talking you you don't remember that that uh i remember that you said everybody was uh like um having ac- accidents because of it like in the the one guy had fallen into the into like the the shop bits and really fucked himself up good um yeah he said he was hearing voices and whatnot all right yeah maybe charlie was hearing the voices like i said nothing it's it's like i can't think straight no more because now that i'm thinking about it why the fuck did it take me so long to shut down this goddamn mine speaking of that uh, how long has it been since anybody's been in that chamber with that statue two days i mean i i'm not sure i mean because we haven't heard from charlie in two days but beyond that maybe less but at least two days all right well make sure that other than me and my partners here that no one else goes in there because uh it could be trouble plus we're gonna be on edge from being around all that shit to begin with and uh you don't want anyone to accidentally get killed by us so uh yeah just make sure that we're the last ones to go in there yeah that actually reminds me i'm gonna have to we're gonna have to come up with some sort of a knock or something because i'm gonna have to close it again behind y'all and y'all aren't gonna be able to get back out without us opening it you know yeah i suppose you're right um uh, well um We'll settle up in the morning. If I can get some of the the components that I was asking you about, um, I think I might be able to come up with something where we'd be able to communicate with each other. All right, I'll uh, I'll forego bed for a little while here, and and I'll see I'll see what I can get get gathered for you by the morning. All right, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, see you then. To close off the evening, Falk headed back into the bunk rooms with something weighing on his mind. He fetched the trio some coffee, and they all sat down to have one final discussion regarding the event in the Salt Flats, where Falk cast a spell on Igmit. This conversation can be heard in the previous episode, the Fillmore's Crossing story, called About That Charm Spell. We open this chapter now, the following morning, as the boys prepare to finally enter into Fillmore's Mithril Mine. I actually shoot up out of bed as in kind of a, a dazed half sleep. My mind was running through just the mystery and all the events of the recent days and uh, partly dream, partly actual thought. And suddenly something occurs to me and I wake up and I um, quickly throw my pants on and everything. And then I try to do I know where Falk is sleeping? Yeah, he's just in one of the bunks uh, nearby. A lot of the miners are already up and stirring, and you can hear you can hear the sounds of people cooking and smell coffee and bacon. Is are you awake, Falk? Probably. I head over to you and I say, um, "It's the third day." Uh, third day from what? I mean, we just had uh, that that one guy, that one miner explode when we first got here. That was yesterday. No, that was when we got to town. He exploded. Then we went to sleep. Then we woke up, headed for the mines, and we've gone to sleep again. This is day number three. If you say so. <laughs> could I borrow your... <laughs> could I... <laughs> I totally thought it was just one. <laughs> could I borrow your communicator? Oh, yeah. I get on and I try to... I try to uh, reach Boris. Oh, what... What can I do for you? Boris, are you up yet? Oh, you, you're speaking to me, Master Tom. Yes, this is Tom. Uh, <laughs> I'm so awkward on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tom. I'm, I'm at the mine. We just woke up. I, I know. I, I only left you yesterday. Are you with the deputy? Well, no, I'm, I'm at the crossing house. I need you to find the deputy and get him on the line as well. Uh, oh, all right. And he, uh, 
You hear the line go dead for a minute, like there's no longer any magic coursing through it, and you wait for maybe 15 minutes or so, and... Hello? Hello? Deputy, this is Tom. I'm at the mine. Are you with Boris? Yeah, he he just handed me your magical... Yes, yes I am. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the third day. Let me think. Y'all got here, murder, stayed one night. No, it should only... Should be the... Yeah, because the murder stayed a night at the crossing house. Then y'all stayed a night at the mine, right? So you should have one more night, right? Well, that's a relief, because it just occurred to me. (laughs) That fellow in the tavern, he was snoozing at his table before he went mad. And I talked to Ingrid, and she said she woke up from a nap before she attacked her children. I think that's the clue. Tomorrow... I recommend you make sure everybody stays awake through the day. If anybody wants to sleep, I suggest they sleep in shifts in the jail cells. I'll do what I can, but I don't know how well that's going to blow over. (laughs) But I'll try, Tom. You need to get a bunch of caffeine pills. (laughs) You could use an extra hand. Um, What about deputizing Boris? Yeah, maybe, and I'll, uh, I'll get Rebecca to help us, too. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get it done for you, Tom. I, I, no problem. No problem. I got, I got 24 hours. I will not fail you. I promise. And Boris, you have 24 hours. I suggest you practice with that gun. You kind of hear distantly. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a moment to answer some quick questions about that man in the cell the other last night? Uh, I, I mean, sure. You know, if y'all are in a hurry, I guess I guess I don't have to be right away. Did you speak with Ingrid? At this point, I start like pacing and like running my hands through my hair, like agitated, <laughs> like I'm ready to go. I'm like breathing out loudly. <laughs> I asked her if she said if she saw nothing, but. She claims she lost time again. Lost time? What does that mean? Like, she said that, you know, she felt like she fell asleep or something, but she don't remember falling asleep. What was the state of the man when you found him? He was all purple, like his veins had gone this sickly purple color. And he was sliced apart with some sort of a blade or something. Hmm. Oh, and uh, you should know that that there was blood on Ingrid again, but no evidence she ever left her cell. I'm going to have to think on these things. And I'm real sorry again. I was chasing Igmut. I- I'm just listening in over Tom's shoulder here. Um, yeah, I didn't catch that part last night. She, she had blood on her. Um, where was it on her? Was it on her arms or her hands? It was kind of just on her on her hands and and like not real far up, maybe just a little bit past the wrist. I wonder if she like grew super long fingernails and just like jammed them over there or something like that. Tom starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious here, man. Sorry. Igmet uh, walks towards the other two guys, and he's holding two sticks of dynamite, and he's like, are y'all ready to go now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's go. I'm gonna, I I walk away to go find uh, Kelsey. You uh, go into the break room, and he's currently standing at the stove, uh, cooking some bacon and making some coffee. All right, uh... Kelsey, uh, here's what I'm going to need. You said you had uh, some adamantine tools around for the mining operation. Stuff that don't break. He points at a table behind you, and you can actually see that he's got, you know, a bunch of wrenches and pickaxes and hammers and just all sorts of stuff. Like, basically any simple hand tool that you can think of, they've got an adamantine version. All right, so, um, yeah, I'll grab an adamantine pick, um, and, uh, do you got any, uh, copper wire? 
Doesn't need to be a whole lot, but um, you know, just just a little bit. Yeah, I watch this bacon for me, and he <laughs> and he runs off uh, for maybe ten minutes and comes back, and he's got maybe a foot of copper wire spooled up in a small spool. Oh, thank you. That'll do uh, perfect. And um, last thing I need is uh, acid, like some real strong stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We we use we use stuff like that. Um, not super often, but it's good for cleaning off the ore and such. And he uh, he again runs off for a minute, and you see him just go down the hallway this time. And he comes back carrying a a metal pail, and he just says, "Be real careful." And I wouldn't recommend inhaling too much of this stuff. Oh, you don't got them in, like, vials or something that's, you know, more easy, easily transferable without sloshing it around or anything? Oh, Falk? Nah. Falk, I got something for you. And I take right. out a, uh, a flask from my vest. Gotta pour the ale out, though. <laughs> well, you know, this isn't gonna be any good um, once, you, uh, once we use it for this, but uh, sure. And um, I take a swig of the ale and uh, pass it around to everybody before <laughs> pour the rest out. <laughs> oh, if you pa- if you pass it to Kelsey last, there won't be any to pour out. <laughs> oh, okay. That man seems to like his drink. <laughs> I, I kind of do that, like um, that, like frown sort of smile, like nod thing that Robert De Niro does, and like respect, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's hard to describe, but everybody that just heard that knows exactly what face I'm talking about. <laughs> Yep. Oh, I knew exactly. Like, as soon as you said it, the yep. picture just right in the front of my brain. Like, no issue whatsoever. <laughs> All right. And, and so uh, this is uh, uh, probably going to be the, the hardest thing. I'm not sure if, if any of the mining operations use something like this, but like a metal glove, like sort of like um, what would they would be used, uh, like knights would use in gauntlets back, you know, a hun- couple hundred years ago. The best I got is we got real thick leather ones. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna do it. Never mind on that, but uh, the rest, the rest will work fine. Thanks. Am I here with them? Sure. I assume since Igma just ran in there. <laughs> don't you have any mithril-fashioned mail or something around here, or is it all just raw material? It's all raw. We f- we fill up them carriages and send it straight to send it straight to Fillmore's Crossing. And they send it to Kensington to get processed. We don't do none of the processing around here. Very well. All right. Well, um, uh, as I finish up with Kelsey, like uh, I've gotten all this equipment from him and everything. And um, so uh, when you blast the, the mine clothes behind us, uh, about how much, you know, feet thick of, uh, of rubble are we looking at there that you'll need to remove for us to get back out? Oh, they're, they're, we're... Well, here. How about how about you just come down here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you right quick. Um, and he he takes you down the hallway, and it's it's really long. Um, and you eventually come to this large iron gate, and in the center of the of the door, it's more of a door than a gate, I guess. Double doors, and in the center there is this iron wheel with handles encircling the entirety of it and there's these long rods on hinges that are attached to that are attached to this wheel and it appears when you turn the wheel they these rods come out from the door frame and allow this door to be opened or shut but as you can see this mechanism is only on the side to get into the mine and not out of it All right, does it uh, make more sense what I'm talking about now? Yeah, um, uh, what kind of gauge metal is this? Uh, About how thick is it? Uh, two feet-ish. It's pretty heavy. Takes a couple of us to open it. All right, well, uh, um, I guess a a secret knock would be in order. Um, let's see if I can, uh, work one out real quick. Um, would you be able to recognize... Were you able to get that? Have you tested knocks from inside out before? Are you sure you'll be able to hear us through this thick door? (laughs) That's actually a really... I'm sure it'll be perfectly fine. There's no reason to test something like this. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's a good point. We've 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 never actually, you know, we we normally just keep the doors open when when there's people in there because, I mean, it's a pretty big safety hazard to close these big ass doors when there's people in there. I suppose you would hear the crack of a gun. I mean, I would. I would assume you want me to shut y'all in there and we can do a quick test? I believe it would be prudent. Yeah, all right. Let me, uh, let me go get Tanner real quick. And he, uh, runs back into the break room and comes back with a big burly dude who's balding. Um, he still has sparse hair on top of his head, but he's got a thick handlebarred mustache and a large belly, but his shoulders are... Some of the widest that you've ever seen on a human, even for you, Igmet, and you've seen a lot of large people. Good Lord, what are you feeding these boys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do, they do try and get one of the hardest metals known to man out of the earth. So, I mean, naturally they get a little girthy, I guess. But anyway, Tanner, you want to you wanna help me open this up? And so they start to turn this wheel and you hear the screech and groan of this metal as it protests and they start to pull the doors open and you can tell how much effort it is taking either of these men to push either of these doors open. And both of you guys, or all three of you guys, why don't you go ahead and make me a perception check? Oof. I got three. Seventeen. Man, it's really dark in here on this side. (laughs) Ten. So everybody that is above a ten, you can smell this awful smell. It smells like rotten eggs, and your nose is just... It seems to be burning almost a little bit every time that you breathe in the air um, at the edge of this this opening. And Falk, your nose and eyes are burning, but you're kind of having trouble placing it among the bacon and coffee. <laughs> oh, I, I've been kind of stuffed up ever since we we got in here to to Fillmore's Crossing, and so it's uh it's kind of <laughs> just a thing, you know. Uh, Please don't talk like that for the rest of the episode. <laughs> That's. That's sulfur, I think. Does that smell like sulfur to you, Tom? I actually got a 10, not above a 10, so can I smell it or no? Yeah, you can smell it. I don't have a lot of experience with sulfur. So you both can smell what the rock is cooking? (laughs) (laughs) But the longer you guys stand here, the more your eyes start to burn, too. I've tried putting my glasses on. And then, of course, I can't see anything. Oh, yeah, because it's super dark in there. Um, other than that, it's it just seems like a standard cave entrance. There's there's uh, support beams that are every 20 feet or so, it would seem. But you can only see two of them before the light kind of disappears down the tunnel. I have the dark vision. Um, <laughs> That's that classic see. meme. <laughs> You posted in the chat where it's like the DM's trying to say like it's dark in here and suddenly like nine out of I have dark vision. I have dark vision. vision. (laughs) Guess I'm blind. No, it's just funny because half of your party is actually blind when it comes to uh, darkness, whereas you're not. Yeah, I think this is the one occasion where I don't have dark vision. So yeah, you can actually see that that goes for. for 60 feet, then, Igmet. 60 feet? Okay. That those those that those ballasts go from 60 feet. The supporting uh, beams. Alrighty. What's your standard procedure for lighting these tunnels? Oh, I I got that taken care of. And um, I just, uh, you know, touch my, um, my revolver in a certain way and a, a light comes out of it. It, it doesn't do a whole lot like um 20 foot radius um of uh of dim light can be seen as bright and um no light can be seen as dim so when you guys uh or uh kelsey looks at you and he goes i mean there's there's an oil lamp in there they should still be filled with oil um maybe every 60 feet or so it gets kind of dim in between them but 
I mean, it, you know, we can't we can't be putting them too often. So just to explain the map that I just posted in the LCPD&D recording channel, the X's are mithril veins that they have found. And then obviously the area that says statue is the statue. <laughs> so this is the, the map that uh, Kelsey gave us? Yep. And you said the X's are mithril veins, right? Yep. He never said it was a good map. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good enough. Uh, I kind of think that we should go to the statue last and and basically go back and then work our way back forward. That way, if we have to run from this thing, um, you know, we can do so uh, expeditiously. What do you mean last? Where would we go in the meantime? Well, basically continue uh, on north. Take the uh, the middle um, path there and then um, in that, that big chamber there go off to the, the sort of um, northwest and go up into those um, those veins up there and then um, well, what are we looking for down here besides the statue well that's what we gotta find out I haven't heard a tell of any mysterious things down here besides the statue I'm just thinking alright fine would it be a waste of time? You know, time? I, I, I'm just, uh, you know, one of the lead investigators of the FIA or anything, but I mean, you know, I guess sometimes a hunch is just a hunch and should just be ignored. Uh, no, 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 don't listen to me. I'm just the hired hand. Just, just, you know, I'm just a half-orc after all. What do I know? I need facts and logic. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Um, anyways, oh yeah, weren't we gonna test to see if this door works for us to get back out? <laughs> you test the door, I'll pick out cantrips. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, I'll have them close the door, and then I'll try a couple things to see if we can get them to open it again. Alright, so, the door closes behind you, and now that you're in the cave, your eyes and nose, and, and your throat, too, are just burning with just an acrid feeling um on that on that soft exposed flesh well uh this is unpleasant to say the least um i don't think i have a problem with my sinuses anymore it, it baked right out of there uh, um anyways uh is the door completely shut behind us now yeah it rumbles closed and you find yourself standing there with just your 20 feet of light and it seems desolate I'm gonna try my secret knock on the door how long do you want to wait um a few seconds like about 30 seconds maybe nothing happens would I be able to oh, okay I don't hear like the okay um I'm gonna cast message and see if I can message um, the the big guy that um, they left there, you know, to turn the wheel. Um, hey there, buddy, if uh, if you're in there. Are they allowed to reply? Um, I believe so. All right, cool. It, it, either way, uh, it, actually, it doesn't matter, because if he does answer, or if he did get the message, he could just open the door, and I would hear him start to open it. But, uh, yeah, I don't see... Um, Oh, it can reply in a whisper um, that only I can hear. All right. So, um, yeah, buddy, uh, you know, let's try opening this door. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, I should have warned you about that. Um, <laughs> I remember my first time. Did you start to hear the... You start to hear the door groan and creak the same way that it did when you were on the other side of it, and eventually light starts to peer through the crack of the door as it's opening uh, outwards from you. <laughs> all right, well, don't open it all the way, because, uh, you know, now that we're in here, just go ahead and close it. We'll do this again if, uh, if need be. Um, are you going to be here the whole shift, or might there be somebody else that... Uh, I should know of to be able to whisper to them um, or message them if, if need be. I already know Kelsey, so I can try him if I don't get you. Tanner kind of looks at Kelsey expectantly and Kelsey goes, 
Shit, we ain't got nothing better to do. So, yeah, if, if you want to sit here, Tanner, I don't care. Mr. Kelsey, there's an awful stench of uh, a sulfur in there, or what I think is sulfur. Do your miners have any solution to that awful burning it causes? I mean, it it didn't it didn't smell like that, you know, a couple days ago. Well, normally when we smell gas like that, we we collapse the tunnel and just get done with it. Do we have any uh, clean rags we can borrow? Absolutely, and he uh, he disappears again for five ten minutes and comes back carrying some basically hankies and hands them out to each of you. Tom, do you have a canteen? Mm. I got plenty of water. Got plenty of water. Well, I think if we wet these here rags and hold them up to our nose and mouth, it might, might give us a break occasionally. Very well. Alright, I, uh, tie mine around my, my face like, uh, like a bandito or something. <coughs> Alright, let's, uh, let's go find us a statue. So again, the doors creak as they close behind you, and all three of you are left standing in the center of Falk's very dim light. The, the, the chamber, or the, this first uh, hallway of this mine is about 25 feet wide, um, 15 feet tall. It's a very sizable uh, cavern. There's, there are tracks that are going down the center of it, um, two sets of them. Uh, you assume return and going back down, you know what I mean, two different directions. And then a ve- very well-worn footpaths next to these tracks on either side. I reach into my pocket and I take out the rock that I put in there a day or two ago and I cast light on that. So I just hold up a little glowing rock. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Now you have your own light. It's It's gotten a little bit brighter in here and just like Travis Kelsey was saying, every probably three beams or so, you find a small oil lamp there that is filled with oil and you could light them if you wanted to. Yeah, we better do that so we can keep our progress of uh, where we are. A wise decision. He said it would take us three or four hours to get to this statue? Yeah, this, uh... The, the tunnels don't seem that long, but as you guys uh, start to walk down them, you realize that they are quite long, and this first one isn't really sloping down at too steep of an angle, so it's kind of hard to notice. But yeah, the, the, you guys you guys travel for probably an hour before you get to your first intersection of other tunnels. And so you could kind of keep going. You could kind of keep going straight um, and off to the northwest a little bit, or you can take the tunnel going down to the statue or the other tunnel that seems to have a couple of different mithril veins that they've found in it. So, um, before we go too far in, uh, like, I switch out the the rounds I got in my revolver to the acid splash rounds. Okay. They're red. Well, <clears throat> where are we going? Well, I suppose you guys wanted to go to the statue, so I was outnumbered in that, uh, that boat. So, one of the things that you immediately notice about the entrance to the statue is that the entrance is very small. It's only about six feet tall and it doesn't look worked the same way that this does. It's very it's very perfectly ovular, except for the ground is very flat. And again, you know, you have you have like a, a ton of worked stone and then all of a sudden this perfectly smooth area. Whereas if you were to go to the right, that tunnel is about 10 feet wide. It's worked stone. There are there are those support beams every 20 feet or so, you know, and it, it's just very obvious that this was created by the miners, whereas this other thing 
looks like it was found. Um, do I see any sort of um, like reflections of uh, certain minerals in the walls anywhere or anything like that? Why don't you go ahead and roll me an investigation check? So 17. So I'm going to just have your investigation check keep going because you obviously were, were looking for this. At the beginning of the tunnel, no. But we'll talk about that more as you guys get further into it. All right. So um, specifically, one of the things that I'm looking for is like uh, crystals, like quartz or like any other sort of, you know, like precious stones or anything. No, with everything. Again, this uh, the beginning part of this tunnel into about the first 10 to 15 feet or so that you guys are that you guys can see right now is just solid stone. And every once in a while, you can see a fissure of like just a crack where two large boulders might've met up with each other or something like that. But other than that, you don't really see anything out of the ordinary at all. All right. So, uh, last chance guys, you you sure you want to go in here? Should we walk around some more? It's up to you two. I, I, I'm just here to help. What are you hoping we might find? I mean, you know, evidence has a way of getting around, if you know what I mean. Like, there could be other things that have uh, crawled out of this area that that we might find. Um, who knows, but um, I'm just thinking once we go in there, that's kind of like a, a point in overturn for, um, you know, getting to the rest of this area. Igmet, roll me a perception check. You guys can keep talking. Very well. <clears throat> Nineteen. You hear a dripping. Which tunnel would you prefer to go down? Yeah, I, I prefer that we go on to the to the north. Um, you know, over where like the the, um, the veins are, and um, you know, kind of just just to look for clues or anything like that before we we go right into this thing. But uh, if you feel, I mean, you gotta. Investigators, you know, got hunched too. So I mean, we know, don't have. Eggman wants to go this way. Maybe, maybe we do. There isn't much else we could do out here, especially in the camp. Suppose while we're down here, we've come all this way. We ought to be as thorough as we can be. Y'all hear that dripping? It's very subtle. From where? Uh, yeah. I didn't. Wh- which direction is it coming from? It's coming from the northwest. All right, hey, it's uh, all right. Not no. Uh, uh, everybody, hold your applause. Not everybody at once. Congratulate me for uh, <laughs> for picking up on something like that. Um, so uh, yeah, let's let's go check out. You know what what could be dripping in here. All right. Okay, so you guys travel for not very long, and. You just see that there is a stalactite. Those are the ceiling? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it looks like part of this like larger northwestern cavern that you guys are kind of in the middle of, where you could either go up for further towards the northwest, where there's all those branching tunnels, or you could kind of go towards the northeast. It looks like this was a natural cavern that they must have built into and kind of widened out in places. But there is, there is a, there is water dripping into a small pool, uh, off of this stalactite. And there is just a small amount of, of dirt that's kind of created mud. And Igmet, why don't you go ahead and roll me a survival check? All of you guys can roll one if you want. All right. Mine's not going to do very well. Let's see, survival. Uh, five plus one, a six. Nineteen. Eleven. Igmet, I just posted a kind of a crude drawing of the footprint that you see in this mud. All of you guys give me constitution saving throws, please. Oh, um, so thirteen plus six, so nineteen. I got a five. Okay. 13. 
Okay, so Falk, you are fine. Igma and Tom, you guys both take one point of constitution damage. It, 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 it affects my actual health? It does, yes. So, like, let's say if you were at a 14 and you take one point of constitution damage, that means you lose one point of health for each level that you are. Oh. From your max HP. Holy shit. Your throat and nose and eyes are starting to burn way worse than they were before. So we're, we're affected by environment. Correct. You, you just feel sick. Like you feel physically ill. You're nauseous at this point. You're not like dry heaving or retching or anything like that, but you feel like, like you could at any moment. And your vision is starting to get a little blurry. All right. Fellers. What is it? Fellers, come over here. I've seen... I, there's a track of some some kind of critters been down here. I put the rag up to my mouth as I walk over and I say, It's getting hard to breathe in here. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I can breathe just fine. Doesn't smell great, but... uh. Flash your flash your light down there, right right here, and I point to where the track is. I hold out my rock. Yeah, I, fl- I flash the light down there. No, I do. I flash my light right in Tom's eyes. <laughs> you look and you see, you see a large footprint with three huge toes, and it looks like these toes each end in a long claw. You would estimate that this footprint is three feet wide and maybe four feet long. It's huge. We're going all Jules Verne in this shit. (laughs) I just look grimly over at Igmit. Do you know what this is? I think I know what it is. Make me a nature check, Igmit, and you tell him what you think it is, Falk. I know what Falk thinks it is. I, I think it's a dragon's foot. Of course you do. <laughs> 16. You've seen some large lizards out in the desert before. And you would assume that maybe when it gets hot, some of these lizards would go and live in a cave. But it seems really odd that miners would or that these lizards would first get this big. Second of all that it would go and wander through a camp and not murder everybody in it in at first, you know what I mean? Like again, you've you've seen large desert lizards, but this doesn't this doesn't compute really. Well, he, here's the thing, Falk. I've seen lots of lizards in my day. And the shape the shape of this does look like a lizard's foot would. But it's I that's three feet wide. I've never imagined a lizard that big. And and second of all, what would it be doing down here? That's only if it's a lizard. Uh, you know, dragons were, I mean, according to legend, you know, they would love places like this. This is where they would make a horde. All right, but we're 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 talking about reality here, not not fairy tales. All right, I mean, dragons just just ain't around. What what are you talking about? Hey, maybe you're right, but I, I say we keep going and um and see what we got here. All right, because like you said, why why should this be down here if not for you know the, are, are all the miners keeping this a secret or something? Like you know. We, we gotta see this thing through. Uh, Tim, can I can I make an investigation check to see how fresh the track is? Yeah, you can absolutely make an investigation check, sir. And Folk, why don't you make me a history check while you're at it? Um, you're having trouble telling how old this track is, but you can tell that there is some sort of a long tail. Um, you can just see sort of just from the the sweeping motions and the mud. And you're just having hard, a hard time discovering any more tracks or anything like that because you really just have like this one and a small tail imprint and then it just becomes solid ground again. So it's, it's very hard for you to kind of, kind of figure see. it out, especially in, especially with both of these fellers having their lights on and you know what I mean? Like it's just kind of farting with you. 
Right, right. Okay. What on Ernie's green earth do we plan on doing if we encounter this thing down here? I got an uh, 18 <clears throat> on my history check. You've heard of of dragons that live down in caves like this, and you actually remember that they have like an acidic cloud for their breath weapon. Yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously if we encounter this thing, uh, dragons were intelligent beings, so, uh, you know, we, we might be able to ask it what it knows about what's going on. Because, I mean, like, if some if some spider demon woman is, like, uh, terrorizing these caves, uh, you know, maybe the dragon doesn't take too kindly to that. I have a better idea. We eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as amazing as that, uh, that feast sounds, um, uh, they are, you know pretty much an endangered species since that you know nobody's heard of them in uh you know a couple thousand years so um maybe oh, we, we not eat the dragon and um you know just see what it knows if we have to defend ourselves that would be a, a different story but i'm just saying maybe eating the da- the dragon is not the uh the first thing we should uh Yo. go for y'all eastern has never let me have any fun uh, you know that can't eat the I mean, it says bread. the guy who's got a head hanging from his belt right now. <laughs> Do you know how many strange looks I got from Kelsey and them other miners every time they would awkwardly, you know, glance down at, at Joe Moore's head and then look back up at me like I'm supposed to do something about it? Joe it was Moore. Weird. Had it coming to him, and if they knew who he was, they would thank me. I know they would. Yeah, I get it, you know, but but still, all the, all that back there just happened. Perhaps we should keep moving. Let's. So, where do you guys want to go? Uh, he said northwest. That's definitely where the strongest sulfur smell is coming. Okay, cool. Is that the direction the the track is pointing is northwest? It's hard to tell. I mean, generally, yes, but just okay. with the one track, it's hard to tell, you know? Right, right. Okay. Uh, I'll say that I'm first in the, the marching order here um, after, I, after we saw that. I'm okay. like pretty excited about what's going on. What are the X's on the map? Those are mithril veins. Okay. Oh yeah, can I uh, continue that um, investigation check on the the gemstones and stuff to see if I see any hanging on the walls? Um, so you see that for the most part, the you see that there are there are definitely tinges of silver that that run along the walls, you know, kind of spidering around like veins do um, on very pale people. Um, you still have not found any crystals. Um, you would assume that maybe if they found any crystals, they might have already mined them and brought them up or something like that. Because this this does look like an area that has been well-traveled. And also, it looks like an area that has been expanded in many, many different places as well. All right. But you do find, you do find one bright orange vein that's kind of running... That's kind of running north along that uh, along that wall by where the stalactite was, where you guys just found this track. So this bright orange is it like a, a metallic kind of orange, or like a uh, sort of um, like a smooth, like uh, gemstone, like um, orange? It's like a metallic. If you were to guess, you'd think it was probably copper. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I, I walk over there and kind of run my, my hand um, a- along the, the vein on the wall there and um, maybe even take my fingers to my nose and smell it or whatever. It smells very much like copper. I think it's copper, guys. That's lovely. Can we keep on moving now? I'm getting, like, <laughs> my eyes are just watering. You know, uh, they used to say um, in, in, you know, some of the old books that I found that... Um, that the the you know dragons that would be kind of the the underground type dragons a lot of them would um, some of them were made of copper or at least the scales were and um, they would you know be able to 
just breathed straight acid, like right out of the mouth is like breath. Let's keep going. All right. And I, I continue on forward. I'm like, you know, kind of um, double timing it here, like walking through. Okay. So this next tunnel is about nine feet wide, maybe eight. And it's it's definitely worked stone, but it it weaves in and out because you can see very thick spidering of the of these mithril veins. Um, it becomes incredibly obvious once you turn this corner and you can kind of match up these thick mithril veins with the map. And so you you figure it out. Um, but it definitely stays rather slim for about 500 feet or so until again it kind of opens up into another natural cavern that's been worked over in some of the spots um and you have two choices you can continue up and around sort of like north and then to the east or you can take the kind of directly east path i would say uh up and around good adventurers go left I say we cling to this wall so it's easy to find our way back. Yeah, good thinking. I'm in total agreement. And there's still um, there's still oil lamps every 60 feet or so, and I assume that you guys have been lighting them still. Mm. Um, as you guys Can I make start- another investigation check to see if uh, um, there's there's any any evidence of even like the... Uh, uh, resemblance of a track? Absolutely. Or dragon guano. <laughs> <laughs> Make me that investigation check. Uh, the rest of you, oh, including Igmut, make me a constitution saving throw. Fucking hell. Oh, yes. Nine. Uh, I'm pretty sure, let's see, constitution plus six, so uh, 17 plus six, I think I'm good. Three. And you said you got a nine, Igmet? Yeah, and then for my constitution, I got a, let's see, 18. So, Igmet, you're fine this time. Tom, you're going to take another point of constitution damage. That'll be the only thing that changes. And again, you're, even with the mask over your face, you're beginning to get choked with this, with this acrid smell and just this burning and... It's no longer just your throat and your sinuses. You can feel it in your lungs, and you're starting to cough every once in a while when you try and speak, and you're just, you're feeling really rough. How, how do the miners work down here? This is awful. Well, the one guy said that they, they didn't really have that smell a couple of days ago. Do you have that handkerchief in your mouth? <laughs> 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 it's not a ball gag, you sick motherfucker. <laughs> How much longer do we need to keep going down? Until we find something. I don't. We got. We're, we're already this this far in. We might as well go all the way. I don't know how much longer I can keep this up. I'm telling you, I think we're close to something. I can just feel it. Yes, so can I. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so you guys continue along this tunnel for maybe another 15 minutes or so. Definitely a good few hundred feet. And the landscape of this tunnel starts to change. And you can see that there are deep rends in, in the walls of this cavern. And it looks as though a three-toed creature dug it out after a while. And you have to start... You have to start, like, crawling over obstacles and things like that. And, like, the ground is... You know, it'll dip down for, like, five feet, and then you have to kind of climb your way up a little bit again in order to continue forward. It looks as though... It looks as though the ground is purposefully uneven... If we have to retreat from here, it's not going to be very quick. Um, speak for yourself, buddy. I have, uh, expeditious retreat. (laughs) 
still, like I said, uh, you know, let's let's actually do some investigating here. Let's let's figure out what's going on. Um, can I do another gemstone check for this area? Yeah, go ahead. Twenty-three. So you are. You're basically going up against these walls and and trying to investigate them. You're holding up your pistol to give yourself some more light. And you drop down into one of these low points of the tunnel. And down in the corner, you see there's this large, deep purple-colored, like, pot lid almost, it looks like. But it's, it's, it doesn't have, like, a handle or anything to it. It's just kind of got a, a generally circular shape to it. And it's this deep purple color, and it reflects the light back at you in, in a way that you've never seen before in your life. How large? It's, like, three feet in diameter, but it's not, like, a perfect circle. It's more like, a, it's more like those uh, Chinese fans that you can kind of fold out. It's kind of like that shape. I think we just found where Ivan Ooze is buried. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to uh, do like a, a sort of arcana check on this thing. Go ahead and roll. Uh, not as good as before. Eight plus five, so thirteen. Uh, it doesn't matter. You take you take a second to try and focus in on the magical residue on this object. And you have to shield your eyes for a second. It gets so bright as you're trying to do this. This is one of the most magical things that you've seen in a long time. And you have the deck of many things in your pocket. Ooh. <laughs> um, so, first of all, I put my glasses on. Does it help at all to look at it? Your glasses? No, it just gets dark in here. Hmm. I take them off and I cast Detect Magic. It's weird because you get... You get most of the schools of magic all at once, except for necromancy. And it's powerful. Falk, I wouldn't get too close to that thing. I'm detecting everything outside of necromancy. I mean, that makes me want to get real close to it. I kind of want to touch it (sighs) with my bare hands. Here, here. Let me... Falk, Falk, I got an idea. Let me smack it with this here hammer. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is a precious object. <laughs> I mean, try, I got, I got an adamantine pick on my back here that I could have done that as soon as I saw yeah, it. Yeah, uh, no. I got an adamantine uh, hammer, whatever the hell adamantine is. <laughs> it, it, it's the the strongest metal in the realm. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, do not hit this this thing. Um, yeah, I, I want to touch it. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm touching this thing with my bare hand. I very much back away. I, I back away too. It's very smooth and cool to the touch. It As soon as I... <laughs> okay, as soon as I touch it, I go... <laughs> and start shaking violently. <laughs> my gun is out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just start laughing. You're a bastard for that. <laughs> I don't even say anything. I just holster my gun and put my rag back up to my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So it was smooth. Yeah, it's smooth and cool to the touch. It feels very powerful. Like, you can, you can feel the magic emanating into you, but it doesn't feel like it's, it's helping you or hurting you. It just, it's just this feeling that's coursing through your veins and all of the hairs on the back of your neck and on your arm are standing up and you have goose pimples right now. But other than that, things don't seem that odd. Yeah, after I've, like, you know, kind of um, reassured them that I was just joking around, I, I tell them all of that. Uh, and uh, I say, let's let's get keep going. Um, maybe we'll find some more uh, stuff like that up ahead. So if you guys are, if you guys keep going, the, the ground only gets more jagged as you get further down. And you can tell that something took its time 
to rest in a singular spot and just claw and dig this stone down because I mean these these trenches that it digs are maybe four to five feet wide but they'll be at least ten feet deep and it's not it's not incredibly tough to get over them if you're taking your time but as you continue down further and further first of all there are no longer any sort of any sort of pillars holding it up you actually look at your map and you don't think that you're on your map anymore awesome hmm. and why does why doesn't everybody make me a perception check you guys have been traveling for you guys have been going for probably about an hour now <laughs> once again my perception checks are shit. I just rolled a natural two, so that's a three. <laughs> Huzzah! Oh, I got a fourteen. My eyes are still just streaming. I rolled a nine. So, Igma, you crest over to kind of a high point in this tunnel, and maybe forty feet in front of you, you can see that there is a skeleton of it looks like a human to you it it's sort of laying in in the in the prone position um its uh-huh. arms are sort of like stretched out in in almost like a almost like an army crawl uh fellers we we have a problem if you'll come on up here what is it what'd you find i do believe someone's been here before us and i point to the skeleton. Shine your light right there. Uh, right there? I shine it on its crotch. <laughs> <laughs> now is not the time where my finger is point Over yonder. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like this at all. Why don't you guys roll me an insight check? All of you. Plus four. So, uh, 11 for me. Ooh, I got a 20. So, uh, 21. You got a natural 20? I got a, I got a natural 20. Wow. Oh, okay, cool. I rolled a 23. So, both Igmet and Tom, you look at the way that this, this skeleton is left and it look you can see that there are claw marks of like but a, of a human sized hand into the stone as though this human was trying to crawl away from the direction that you guys are currently heading towards and there is no flesh on the skeleton at all what did you say about acid yeah um some dra- dragons can uh breathe acid do they shoot first and ask questions later? I suppose it's possible, but, um, you know, dragons were highly intelligent creatures, so... Um, th- there's plenty of times where we've had to kill people. You guys feel a breeze start to blow from the direction that you guys are currently heading. And there's... it's quite warm. Well, lead the way, investigator. I purposefully stand right behind Falk. Uh, yeah, I start um, walking forward and... Um... Everybody roll me a perception check. Okay. Oh, natural 20. <laughs> Finally. So a 21 total. 14. 17 plus 4, 21. So you guys all feel this hot breeze upon your faces as you're continuing further down this tunnel. And just at the edge of your light, both Tom and Falk, and Igmut at the end of your dark vision, you can see that there is this cloud of opaque green gas that is starting to coalesce and head towards you on this warm breeze. Okay, so, um, yeah, uh, when I noticed the... the green cloud and, and everything and, and I can make my assumptions of what it's from. Uh, I hold up my, my FIA badge and my wallet out in front of me and I say uh, Fox Molda FIA
If you've been enjoying LCP D&D, we would be honored to receive a review from you on iTunes or any of the other podcast services. Additionally, if you feel so inclined, we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash lcpdnd, where you can pledge any amount of money to help support the show. But regardless of what you do, we would enjoy having you as a member of our growing community on our Discord server. We hang out, we post memes, and even run D&D campaigns that you could jump into and play with us. You can find the Discord link in our podcast episode descriptions or message us on any of our social media platforms if you're having trouble getting in. You can also find the show on Twitter at DNDLCP or on Instagram at LCPDND. Chris Riley, who plays Falk Smolder, is on Twitter as Chris Riley LCP. Tim Demuse, our DM, is on Twitter as Ida Grab Your Gun. Wesley Sullivan, who plays Igmit Yazi, is on Twitter as Wide Wide Wes. And I, Brian Bridges, the player of Tom. I'm on Twitter as ManlyBrian and on Instagram as Brian underscore Bridges. Thanks for joining us on this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy.